911, what's the nature of your emergency? Good morning, police, fire, military, and families, and to everybody who is listening in on the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, and this morning I am joined with an international best-selling author, Mr. Alan Wade. Alan, how are you? I'm well, thank you, Ashley. You are all the way in Canada, and I always like to ask what the status is of my guests and where they live with everything that has to do with the coronavirus. So if you could just kind of update us on how, how things are there, just out of pure curiosity. Uh, I've come up, but uh, we weren't, uh, where I live, there's really actually uh, nothing. A few hours north of a couple hot spots, but really, it doesn't seem that bad for uh, my partner and I. We're not worried about it at all, but a lot of people are living in fear right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's, it's ever-changing. Good morning, everybody. Alan, before we get into this incredible repertoire that you have, can you just share a little bit of your background, your story, who you are? Uh, well, I'm uh, today. I'm uh, a master practitioner of NLP field. Uh, that wasn't always uh, the case. I'm actually in a really good place right now. And um, when I was ten, I was just a normal kid, and basically, I went into a church where I had lived in the area, and um, I was uh, attacked by some stuff and uh, raped in that church and when he threw me off the stairs when he was finished he said i was bad deserved to be punished and if, if i had said anything i would get punished uh, again and uh when i went home and and this is uh because i've written it in a, a few different books um one of the key things was when my mom asked me what had happened I was in more trouble that I actually told her nothing happened, that I'd fallen down and hurt, my, hurt myself. And that was the beginning of keeping that secret for nearly 40 years before I would accidentally actually tell somebody else. Wow, what was that like carrying something so heavy for such a long time? Uh, that's not a correct... Um, that's not a correct uh, description at all. I lived in uh, and you know, you're a kid. Uh, all you knew, all I really knew was I was bad and deserved to be punished. That kept going through my head and that caused night terrors, uh, sweating the bed so bad that it was like uh, I had wet the bed, but it was just the, the night terrors. Living in fear every day triggers, you, a, a trigger is something you can't look up and say, this is going to happen. Then it happens with a smell, a, a sight, a glance. Uh, and uh, it was terrible. I was, I couldn't see any hope of any normal life, any. And uh, one day I just, I'd had enough. And I went out in the bush with uh, a gun I had gotten. And uh, I remember sitting there for a while and, then the just, I put it in my mouth and I pulled the trigger. And then, of course, when that didn't work, uh, the first words I said, well, what the, can't even do that, right? And I tried it again. And that's when the sadness and the fear, the fear stayed, but uh, it wasn't as prominent. 
but the sadness changed to anger. And I would go another 12 years of living in, and I wrote it in uh, Awakened uh, Out of the Darkness into the Light, our second book in our, our book series. And I just blamed the world and I didn't care about anything. And those were the hardest years for me because really I wasn't angry and I didn't want to hurt people, but I did. I justified everything I did. I I lived in violence and yeah, those were those were the hardest years for me because it was really against who I who I really felt I was. Yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. We have so many clients and people that are super vulnerable and real inside of our group. Good morning, everybody. And the the journey that you just took us through this sort of rock bottom, I think that if we can all be honest with ourselves, we all know what a rock bottom of our own feels like. So what brought you out of that? You know what? At uh, 27, I I remember that uh, something had kicked me off and uh, I had finally decided I was going back to that church. I was going to um, to extract my justice. Uh, really, it would have just been another day of vengeance. And and when I got there, I I, I looked these two people in the eye, a, a, a lady and a man, and to read a couple things that day that um, I never saw the guy's face. So I never really knew who had done that to me. All I had was that, uh, that voice. And I also came to realize, and that was actually the, I, I, I stood there and it was like a balloon got deflated because, you know, terrifying you, even though you're 27 years old, you, you have, uh, I hate to say it, but you have a terrible reputation for, for not being uh, the kind of person people should mess with. And it was like I was 10 years old again when I was in that church. The, the fear, the, the anxiety that went through, through, my, through my veins. And it was all like it all got deflated. It was the first time I could really actually say the anger. I wasn't even angry anymore. I just, I left that church and it was, yeah, I was lost. Right? I remember going home and sitting there for which seemed like hours and days, but it was probably just hours. And I come to realize that I had to to accept what had happened and I had to start changing or I was going to end up uh, dead in jail or hurting somebody that was innocent. And I couldn't live with, uh, with either of those things. And I started down... Um, a different path and I learned how to recognize feelings, thoughts cause feelings and feelings cause action. And I learned how to to think and the the most important thing is I learned acceptance and part of uh, acceptance was it happened and it was time to accept that I had responded wrong in the whole way it was really me not the world out to get me it was me out fighting the world and that was the that was the beginning of uh uh i call two step uh you've heard the saying two steps forward one step back some days it was four steps back but i also learned that uh when you learn acceptance you'll accept uh, the good days along with uh, the bad days 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So you made mention that you're an NLP practitioner. So when did that come into play? Actually, that uh, is a self practitioner for five years now. And um, as an addictions counselor, I listen to many, many stories of uh, people that have had traumas and uh, they used uh, alcohol and drugs to help uh, deal with uh, the trauma where, you know, they keep doing it and eventually they get to a point where it's good. NLP, actually, when we learned it, some of the techniques were so amazing that the results we couldn't believe. So we just kept doing it more and doing it more. And then we became uh, master practitioners and uh, certified hypnotherapy. And when I look up and tell somebody, you know, I was, I thought I was in a good place for 40 years after that. Uh, had uh, the MER session, mental emotional release done to me by another master practitioner. It was like the final weight was lifted off of my my shoulders and I, I became um, at peace with everything that had happened. I had been speaking about it for five years to uh, lecturing to clients and um, lecturing to um, recovery homes and rehabilitation programs. So I was in a good place. But after that MER, that mental emotional release session, it was like freedom. And so we went and did master prac, and now I can tell somebody, and this is, you know, even when it was told to me that I could be free of my trauma in three-hour session, it, it's hard to fathom that. It's hard to fathom that. And you know what? The It's the belief that it can't be, you can't get free of something. And that's what we've been doing with uh, firefighters and police and ambulance attendants a three-hour session to to have somebody have the life that they deserve and want because you know i think of it all the time without uh, first responders without veterans it's a world i don't want to live in and they're they're giving to us all the time and i want to give back so yeah becoming a master practitioner of nlp was the best best thing i could ever have done for myself. And it's uh, the best gift that I can share with people. What a beautiful thing. Um, you're around for a reason. Absolutely. You should have never had to experience such a horrific incident for that. I am sorry, but finding your acceptance of what had happened is not easy, but shows how strong you really are. Good morning, everybody. Absolutely. So I'm just wondering because you yourself were a skeptic and for anybody that maybe isn't privy to the research, the studies, the actual evidence behind this three-hour session that can essentially erase erase that that heaviness of the, the byproduct of the symptoms that come along with PTSI, for example. Can you walk us through what somebody coming to you or starting a session with you, what that would even look like? Well, we've uh, we modified uh, the session from uh, the actual uh, the actual course and the teachings to make it shorter and to make it more custom to the the person that uh, we do. We uh, we wanted it to be like really, it's called a, a full breakthrough session. It's an eight hour session where you go through an aspect of life and you 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 break through it and you. Um, your life has changed. We want it to be specific for people with uh, PTSD. So the, the thing about what we do is, and this is the great thing is, 
I don't even need to know what it is. You don't even have to tell me what your trauma is. You know, I don't need to know. So you don't have to get, um, you don't have to get re-traumatized by telling somebody, you know, this is what happened to me uh, the day in the church and this is what caused. And I don't need to know that. What we do is we, we do a, a short session for limiting beliefs because a lot of times with PTSD comes limiting beliefs. And we found that uh, the session works really nicely if we do a, uh, a set uh, about 30 minute talk about limiting beliefs. I do the MER session with them, release all negative emotions attached to the, the traumatic event. Then we change your limiting beliefs so that you can have the beliefs that you truly want and deserve. And then we do a 20, 25 minute hypnosis session just to reinforce everything. And basically when people start, they, they're, they're not sure of what they expect. And by the end of it, they're waking up or they're coming out of our very relaxed state. And they're, they're, the first words they say to me most of the time is, I can't believe I believe that. And you know what? It could, it could have been, I don't deserve happiness or I don't deserve love or I'm not worthy. And we help them change it to, you do deserve love. You are worthy. And Nine out of 10 times or 90% of the time, the first thing they say is, can you, I can't believe that I, I used to believe that. And the the results we get and yeah, it's it's all worth uh, the journey. I'm actually grateful for what happened at 10 years old because it put me on this path to share this morning with you and to to be able to help other people. What incredible work you do. Yeah, that is absolutely amazing. Awesome. You can now help others for sure. Um, so take us through now. I was kind of scoping out your Facebook account a little bit and your your book, which sounds absolutely incredible. I'm going to download it on Kindle. Um, you have several co-authors in it. And I, I'm just wondering if you can describe a little bit about what the reader experience might be like for somebody picking up this book, because you yourself said that you got emotional reading it. Yeah, actually, this uh, this book, the uh, Awakened, the Magic Within, Triumph Over Trauma, Volume One. Uh, there's 13 different writers in it: myself, my partner, and 11 other writers that all shared stories of triumph over trauma. My stories in there, of course, it's compressed into one chapter, but it was. You said it in the beginning. We live in a strange time. There's a lot of fear right now. There's a lot of anger. And we had this idea, my partner and I, to share some inspiration with people and to, to gather people to, to share their stories so that others can see, you know, they may resonate with, well, look, that guy got over that or that lady got over this or that person got over that. And to keep hope because when I when I had lost all hope it it didn't matter what anyone said it I just seen hopelessness and till I got uh, hope back or hopefully this book can show and see that there is always hope and that's why we did it some of the stories in here are uh, 
are very, very powerful stories. Uh, people are sharing the the death of their partner they've been with for you know two two decades, three decades. Their their struggles with uh, food, their their struggles with life and parents, and it's they're all different and they're all powerful. Incredible. I'm going to go ahead and link that down below. Um, I think I, I definitely saw it on Amazon, but if there's anywhere else that we can access that, I'll put the links down below. And I'm wondering, Alan, because you do live in Canada and um, especially right now with the whole world seemingly being remote, how can people work with you from a distance? We have been doing uh, the, the person on uh, just like we should works fine. We've done some sessions on uh, the phone with success. And um, so really, the, the remoteness of where we are is not actually stopping us from uh, helping other people. It's uh, today I was going to look for my phone, but the, the technology today um, allows me to help other people and it keeps people at that safe distance and and i know that you have your rules down there as well so really yeah it's it's amazing when uh i can see what's going on and we can work together that way amazing so how does somebody get a hold of you then if they think this is something they might be interested in um maybe doubtful and that's why they want to try it which i know there are so many skeptics out there um you being one of them definitely me before getting into the actual nitty-gritty of what the science looks like behind these types of modalities so how can someone contact you if they want to gain more information or maybe try it for themselves you know what uh, they can uh, message me on uh, my Facebook page Alan Wade they can send an email to uh, the magic within series at gmail.com there's our website the magic within series.com and they can leave a message for us and we do our best to get back to people as uh, quickly as possible because you know what I realize that it, it takes it takes courage and the acceptance part that, you know, I, okay, I accept the fact that I need help, want help. And when somebody reaches out to you, we get back to them as fast as possible because we just want to help as many people as possible. And you know what? And I say it in uh, Book Awakening, and um, I'm even actually creating a, a new book, uh, The Calling. Um, Answering the Call to Help Others is a new book for first responders, for people, for people that are, are out to help other people. And uh, what I say in the book is be braver than I was. I allowed my programming, my, my father's programming to, to stop me from showing weakness, asking for help, admitting I wasn't as strong as, uh, you know, everybody thought being macho, all of those, those male things that I was, it was ingrained to me, I, I allowed it to stop me from asking. And what I tell people today is be stronger than I was. Don't for 17 years, help is out there. And you know what, I'm not even just saying for me, there's help everywhere. And go ask for help, get help, get the life that you deserve. Because Amazing people have done amazing things and trauma can take, make the world look dark and the dark, the world is full of color. 
Wow. I, I love that. I'm going to quote that down below. Maybe Clint can. <laughs> Clint's, uh, he's typing out all of the websites and the email you just dropped. So cool. Thank you, baby. Well, Alan, I think that is a beautiful way to wrap it up. And I am so grateful that you spent this morning with us. And thank you so much for the amazing work that you're doing, especially in our community, working with first responders, military service members, and their families. And as you listen to this, if any of what Alan has said has resonated or even sparked your curiosity, I encourage you to definitely check him out. And at the very least, download or purchase his book. And um, Alan, I'm very excited to have you on when your next book releases. Thank you, Ashley. It's been an honor. I'm honored that uh, you shared the, this morning time with me, and it's been a privilege. You have an amazing day. Thank you.